What a great song. And that is uh, the latest release off of James Maddox's latest release, which is No Time to Cry. And that's such a great song. And uh, we have James in the studio today, as well as my co-host, Spencer Drake. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the latest release and a lot of uh, the fantastic work that James has been doing all these years. And I just want to say really quickly, um, if you want to listen to the show afterwards, it will be available on Red Velvet Media as well as on iTunes and all major uh, podcasts. It'll be available as a podcast if you want to download it later. And um, if you're listening live, thank you for tuning in because I know that there were quite a few people that asked me how to listen to the show today. So I did post the link. And um, with that, I just want to say happy fall, happy autumn. And uh, we're going into the weekend. And um What a great show to go into the weekend with. So let me bring James into the studio as well as Spencer as we talk about his latest release, which is beautiful. I just love it. Hold on one moment here. I've got James and I've got Spencer. Spencer, I'm waiting. There you guys are. All right. Hello. Hey, we're all here. (laughs) Hi. Happy autumn, everyone. Hey. Yeah, you know. Autumn for me here is um I'm in, I'm on the west coast. They're both on the on the east coast. They get they get it, but you know, I'm really lucky because I get to I'm closer to the Oregon border so I get to see the changes in the seasons. Wow. So, it's starting here. It's starting here. The trees are starting to change. So wow. it's absolutely beautiful. And it's harvest time, guys. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so so James this seed, this this release is beautiful, and um, yeah, no, it's absolutely really gorgeous. One. And I know that uh, Spencer and I have quite a few questions about it. But what I'd like you to do, if you don't mind, is just you know say hi to our listeners out there and let everyone know a little bit about uh, yourself and um, uh, you know a little bit about what you've done and and then we can segue into this latest release, which I think would be fantastic. Okay, well, I am James Maddock, and I was born in Leicester in England, and I moved uh, to London when I was in my 20s. I spent maybe 20 years there, and I came over to New York about 20 years ago, maybe like 18 years ago now. At there, I've been based wow. there since since uh, like uh, since then, and uh, put out a number of records. Over the years, I had a record deal on Columbia Records, and we put out an album under my band name, which was at Wood, and that did okay. People liked it, and then obviously we got uh, dropped. <laughs> and then I, since then, I just put out put out my own records, and every year or two, I put out a new album. Thanks to the fans who've been uh, incredibly generous with their, you know, crowdfunding, which has basically fueled the whole thing for me because I don't have a label and uh this new record came out just a few you know, a few weeks ago, so you know, I'm based in the, in New York, and uh, I, I make my music here now. Yeah, no, um, I, and I know uh, Spence and I both uh, really enjoyed this latest release, and I wanted to say, um, 
also that you um, re- you recorded all of this in Vail, Colorado, right, in 2019? No, I did most of it. I did half of it in Vail. Um, mm-hmm. And then, actually, I think it was late last year, and then I did the rest of it here in New York earlier this year. Oh, cool. Okay. So it kind of it bridged those two areas. I have a friend in in, in Colorado called Scott Redner, and uh, he has a mm-hmm. band called Brothers Keeper, and uh, we're good friends. And I started making the album over there, and then I came back to New York, and then I went back to Vail to do some other overdubs. And so it was a backwards, back and forth thing between here and uh, Colorado. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's how it came about. Yeah, I know. We both want to know who played who played on this one. Um, who were okay, your bandmates? Well, um, the, the violin, the, the main, the drumming is all Aaron Comes, who has been my, you know, plays with me all the time, and he's a, he used to be in the Spin Doc, well, he's in the Spin Doctors, I suppose, he's still in that band. Mm-hmm. And oh, he's, cool. He's yeah. been playing with me for nice. forever in New York. It's a, it's, it's basically Drew Mortali on the bass and me on the bass. It's I do all the guitars pretty much, and then uh, it's uh, Brian Mitchell from the Weight Band and the Levon Helm Band on oh. keyboards and uh, a guy called Ben Stivers wow. who uh, just went out with Lyle Lovett actually for a while oh. on keyboards. Oh, nice. And, the, and then a great violinist who I met in New York called Heather Hardy. And uh, I, we, mm-hmm. got, we started to play a little bit in New York and I just thought she was just great. And then I invited her to play on the album. So it's got that violin. She did so brilliant. She mm-hmm. brought that flavor to the record. And... Um, and Scott, of course, in, in Colorado, and those guys doing some backing vocals and some singing. And that's essentially it, you know, maybe five or six people. Mm-hmm. And you recorded this all during the pandemic, too, but still well, yeah, currently going off. on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can see. You mm. know, um, as Spencer would, and, and I'm going to talk about it, the the artwork, um, on the inside, you know, the photography. I love the picture with the other guy mm. wearing gloves and a mask, and then he's <laughs> yeah. sitting there. Yeah, yeah. And then I love, I love the uh, other picture with the red, and uh, yeah, that's a lovely, that's a lovely picture of you on the back. Um, right. Oh, you look very you. happy and content, and. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to say I I was really touched. I wanted to know it says in loving memory of Stacy Letterman. Who's Let? Yeah. Am I saying her name right? Who yeah. is Stacy to you? She just she was just a fan that used to come to the gigs and a you know, beautiful woman oh. and a, a great supporter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. She died. That's fantastic. How beautiful She's that a- you did that. Well, yeah. you know, I, I really value the, the, the people that come to the shows uh, mean the world to me, you know. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's uh, it's, uh, she used to come, and I, I'm very fond of Stacey and her sister. And mm. uh, so she died of cancer. It was a terrible thing. Oh, and wow. I just wanted to, uh, yeah. make, want to mention No, I, I hear you. Yeah, no, no, no. And I see you produced it along with Scott uh, Red, yeah. Rednor. Is that how you yeah. say his name, Redner? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. 
He's a yeah. great guy. Do you have great, any questions about the artwork? Well, or you know, it's interesting. I, I could see James is very attraction to New York because obviously the song titles, Williamsburg Bridge, mm-hmm. um, you know, the A Train and uh, New York, another uh, New Carolina. York. Uh, yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah, I really love that. You know, <laughs> you know, the feeling of it. One thing I wanted to say, though, I, I mentioned to Holly, you have an amazing voice, and it's kind of like I go, go, very, I go back. I, yeah. yeah, I go back to the early Rod Stewart Gasoline Alley. Uh, do you know that album? Sure, I do. Well, yeah, the sure song I that I think, and, and because you mentioned violin, which plays into this. You should do a uh, you should do a cover of Cut Across Shorty, which I think is one of the most phenomenal songs he ever did in blues. Uh, feeling, yeah. and he's got a big riff with the violin. If you know the uh, production of the song, a very big riff with violin, and I could see you doing a song like that. Well, how do you? I mean, I don't know. I, I just said. He should have it uh, on his next album. He should do it on your next album because because your voice, totally the feeling that. of it. Yeah, the feeling yeah. of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I've seen that you have done a few covers, James, but um, most of the music is your own music that is original. But um, yeah. what Spencer's talking about, when we were talking, I said, well, I'm really picking up some, uh, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. different different you know vibes of different people but this is very unique you've got your own sound and um i know you've been compared to many people but you know what i always like to say you know what you're you're james maddock this is your right, sound so yeah well everybody you know I mean? every, everybody has their influences and their Everybody sounds like there's nothing new under the sun here everybody sounds like somebody and i like oh yeah no I mean, no no totally get that Yep. You know what I mean? But but well, you know what I want to ask, Holly? I want to ask something. Uh, James, do you have any influences from, from um, you know, the English part of you or yeah. Ireland? Do you have any influences in music from there? I love, I grew up listening to, obviously, the Beatles and the Stones a lot. Yeah. Uh, I'm particularly mm-hmm. fond of uh, John Martin. The, uh, mm. Scottish. Oh, John, mm, nice. I so wait a minute. I got to tell you something, and you could go on. I just I didn't mean to interrupt. But I used to go to Kenny's Castaways in New York, and Pat Kenny, who owned a great music venue, who many famous musicians came from, and I met down there. John Martin was a big. He was a big fan of John Martin. So John mm. Martin would come in. This is a great story. John Martin would come in late at night. He'd sit in a chair. And he played guitar, and you know what I remember? I could see him on the stage. His body moved, and he'd be rocking in this chair with his guitar, and he had the most amazing sound, right, John? I mean, uh, uh, James, a most oh. amazing sound, right? He was a virtuoso guitar player, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a real, a great a real singer, songwriter. Great and person. I love Paul Brady as well, talking of the Irish I, I love the, the uh, Paul Brady side of things. And um, I used to love a band called The Moving Hearts, which was um, mm-hmm. Donald Lunny and Christy Moore. And they were kind of a political uh, Irish thing, which I absolutely loved that sound yeah. and that tradition. And I played a lot of Irish when I was younger and living in Leicester. I played a lot of Irish clubs with Irish bands. So that's probably in my blood as well. Wow. Oh, good. Yeah, you. no, totally. I wanted to say, I wanted to say really quickly, and this is a tech. Um, there's a when you talk, 
your phone makes a little bit of static. Um, I don't know what it is. Are you on a headset? No. Oh, weird. Okay. It's better now. It sounds a little okay. bit better. Um, it might have been a bit you know, close to, to me. Oh, no. There. It sounds perfect now. What I wanted okay. to what I wanted to bring in um about this CD. This is your your latest release, but I do want to talk about one thing because when I posted um a snippet of a song cuz I was looking for this music on Instagram, I found the tribute CD that you played on for Willie Nile and yeah. that right. one song um, was just really beautiful, um, oh. and uh, I put that up. That's a really cool song. That must have been really fun doing that CD too. Well, um, I, you know, I'm a big, you know, I love Willie and I love his songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, when when this record came around, I I, I gravitated to. I mean, there's so many songs to choose from, but I chose that one. Sure. I thought we could do a nice version of it. And uh, beautiful. I, I like it. Come out great. Well, Willie's my friend, and I love his. I love him dearly, and he's written so many awesome songs. So it's mm-hmm. an embarrassment of riches, you know, with Willie. Oh yeah, no, yeah, we yeah. love we love Willie, and we so love I. you, and we love this music. And um, mm-hmm. what we should do, I think, is talk about the different tracks on here. We've got Williamsburg Bridge, the A Train Takes You Home, which we'll be playing to close. Waiting on mm. my girl. I've driven these roads. The high chose mm. you. New York mm. skyline. No time to cry. Which we opened up with. Which is the title track. Open mm. up to you and top of the stairs. Um, mm. Why don't we talk about some of the other tracks and um, a little bit of, you know, the story behind the songs, which I think is really important mm. because there's always some story behind it. Sure. You know. Well, there are two covers on the album. One is uh, Williamsburg mm-hmm. Bridge, and one is Garland Jeffries' um, New York Skyline, which I, you know, I love both mm-hmm. of those songs. The, the Williamsburg Bridge is written by a friend of mine called Carrie Ad Harmon, and she used to play at Rockwood. Um, and I loved that song that she played years ago. I heard that song, and I, mm-hmm. I just thought, I want. I thought, well, why don't I just do it? I just what, what's to stop me? <laughs> right. You know. So, mm-hmm. and the New York Skyline. I, I started to play that as well and I had the A train so it did have a the album did have a New York feel to it but it was really wasn't by design. It was just it just came out that way, you know. I, I just didn't I didn't mm-hmm. really plan it. I just had those yeah, those yeah. songs how are New York songs. Um the the A train takes you home. That was more about that was a kind of a uh you know a, a trip I wanted it to I, the album I wanted to sound somewhere between early Rod Stewart and the and the Eagles. So I was going for Ooh, something like that. What a great wow. combo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a so that's great where, combo. That's where I was. That's where I was hitting it all. And uh, I bought this little twelve-string acoustic guitar a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and I I wrote most of the songs on that because it gave this gave that Rod Stewarty feel. Yeah. And, uh, that's, Right. That's where the right. songs came from, that little guitar. Yeah. And, you know, I just put them together over a few months. And, uh, uh, you know, there they are. <laughs> well, Very you know, nice. there are some really cool tracks on here. And I know I, 
both Spencer and myself each listen to it, and we both have our opinion of it. You know, my opinion is, I mean, I, it's it's really cool. It's it's just such a great song to just put on, and right. yeah. you know, not song, right. but the whole the whole thing is really great. And your background is that not only you know leading up to this. You've done music um, that was have that's been featured in series like who doesn't know Dawson's Creek? I mean, right, Dawson's yeah. Creek that was cool. Right. I yep. used to love watching Dawson's Creek, and um, I listened to that. And I saw a lot of your live performances on YouTube. There's quite a few videos of yeah, yourself up that there. Is true. And <laughs> you're really great on stage. Um, and then uh, I love how Bruce Springsteen's a fan and David Letterman. So that was really great reading that. You know, I know that was a good um, one. No, no, no. It's 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 awesome. You know, and um, what I thought would be really great would be to ask you. Um, you know, I know that you've played with Bruce. You you um, opened for him, correct? Well, not really, no. I, I, I did the Light of Day thing, right, which is um, a, a a yearly event that uh, is about Parkinson's disease. Mm-hmm. And, well, actually, my, my, story, my story predates that, actually, with Bruce, because um, when my Wood album came out on Columbia Records... Um, mm-hmm. he was using a, a couple of my tracks, two or three of my songs in his walk-in music. You know, the music that they played before the Bruce yeah, yeah, Springsteen yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so, so I I found this out, and then I wrote an email to his office and said, you know, um, hey, I hear Bruce is using my songs <laughs> in his wa- right. walk-in music. Where's my money? <laughs> no, I said that. No, that's it. That's, that's very funny. cool. I'm a big fan of that's Bruce, perfect. and I love Bruce Springsteen. Uh-huh. And then uh, a couple of weeks later, I get an email back saying, "What's your home address?" Because Bruce wants to send you something. Wow. So I'm like, what, "What could it be?" What did he send and you? He sent me a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he sent me a, a card. <laughs> With 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 uh, which says you know I, I yes I um, hey James I, I do use your music in my walk-in um, thing I love the song Stay You which was one of my songs and he was just very nice to me and he, then he said if you ever are in New York come back and say hello you know come back and say hi and be nice to meet you so oh, great. that was a really that was a really nice thing I got from him. And uh, I treasure it. You know, I'm a big Bruce yeah, fan. So yeah, yeah. It of course. It was a great thing for him to do. Mm-hmm. And, then you know, I, and then I went, I did, I did go back to meet him, and he was very nice. And then, yeah. I, and then fast forward a few years, I, I was with Willie at the light of day, and Bruce mm-hmm. was singing, singing a song. And then um, Willie goes, Okay, we're going to go on stage and sing with Bruce. And I was, didn't really know what he oh, I wow. didn't really pay attention. Then suddenly Willie kind of grabs my hand and pulls me on on stage and I and I look and I suddenly there, there I am you know on stage with I think we did because the night or something and 
And I, I thought Bruce definitely looked over to me and I could see in his eyes, he was very, uh, he was like, who the hell is this guy? So I'm not going to claim any kind of deep friendship with Bruce Springsteen, but I definitely got on stage with him at least once or twice and, uh, you know, sang with him and uh, shared the stage with him and Willie. It was was pretty incredible. Did you get to meet Clarence? No. Clarence was a really good, very good friend. He was amazing. And I have to tell my Bruce Springsteen story really quickly because I think that you'll relate to this and and maybe back me up on this. Uh, he is very quiet. Um, well, when I met, when I, when I knew he at his birthday party, he was really quiet and, uh, it was at the Viper Room of all places, and everybody got up on stage and That's played. But the place, minute yeah. he w- he was in the audience, and he was I mean, not the audience, but he was in the crowd, and everybody was, you know, milling about. And then all of a sudden, everybody said, "We're going to play." And Johnny Depp and he and uh, quite a few other people got up on stage, and it was like he came alive. Um, yeah. It was like that's just his personality. He's very soft spoken, very very intelligent person um and i was i was shocked because it was just like wow you know he's just like hey, such uh, a showman holly i gotta tell you my bruce Dream yeah. story so i i'm i'm you know i i did a lot of work with joan jett so she's we're at the power station and joan invited me to come to the studio so I go into, you go into this room where you can sit around, you know, usually they take the breaks there, um, musicians. And who's sitting there? Okay, you got to dig this. Bruce and Clarence Clemens are sitting alone. Love and Clarence. I'm waiting to go into Joe's. So I said, wait a minute. I've got it. This is, this is incredible. This may never happen again. Of course, it didn't happen again in my life. And uh, by the way, we designed a book on Bruce Springsteen, which is a beautiful photo book. But anyway, besides that, I sat down. And talked to Springsteen and Clarence Clemens for about an hour, and it was the wow. most incredible experience. And um, he, uh, one thing he told me, he loved my album covers, which I said, "Oh God, I'm going to jump to the ceiling." You know, he knew about my album, but, but he's such a like Holly said, he's a very warm person. If you get the right uh, experience uh, to talk to him, as yeah. of course a lot of writers do in different ways, but uh, and Clarence, the other one. Clarence Clemens. They were both incredible people, and I had the experience in my life. I didn't realize at that time that would be the only time up to now, of course, that I had the chance, but it was like God gave me this gift to meet him. You know what I mean? Like Holly, yeah. in her experience, you know what I mean? You have this you have this experience, and you may never, mm. you may never get it again, but it is a great experience, right? Mm, definitely. Yeah. Often in life, you don't get to meet your heroes, and if you do, you know they're they can be a bit of a disappointment. But uh, it's nice when it when it is nice, you know, when people are, yeah, are, yeah, are, are cool. You know, I wanted to know: um, Did you know that you wanted to do music um, when you were a young adult? Or um, I mean, I know that you played in bands before, obviously, this release, mm. but. How soon did you know when you were younger that this is what you wanted to do? Well, I, I can actually remember the, the second, it, the moment it happened. And I was in really? school. Yeah. I, I played the trumpet as a young kid. Oh, wow. And didn't, didn't really? really like it. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. And, 
That's I didn't great. really dig. And yeah. then uh, I was playing the the double bass, and I didn't really like that because it's too difficult. It's too I wasn't tall enough or strong enough. And so anyway, I started to play the ukulele as a as a as a young kid, and then there were guitars around the house. Anyway, one day I was playing the guitar at school with a drummer and a bass player, and we were just playing. I was on the bass, and that. Uh, and my friend mm-hmm. was on the guitar, and my other friend was on the drums, and we just played E, A, and D round and round and round and round. And uh, it just felt so exciting to me, that moment. I'll never forget it. And that from that oh. second on, I thought, oh, this is it. This is this is the best thing I've ever done, and I oh. absolutely love to play music with other people. It makes me feel so excited to do it when I was... You know when I, that moment happened, and I was I was about thirteen. You 14, knew, right? Yeah. Wow. wow, that's great. Who, well, great. I knew that, who was I your knew mentor? Did you have a mentor? I'm sorry. Did you have a mentor? I'm sorry, I did not mean to interrupt you. Uh, mm-hmm. no, no, not really. I had a guitar teacher, and I had teachers at school that hit me to things. So my teacher would say, "Hey, have you heard of this band?" And it would be maybe. Neil Young or Rykuda or uh, mm-hmm. Kentucky Colonels or Grand Parsons or things that I wouldn't ordinarily come across, yeah. and, uh, mm-hmm. and that was a big that was a big influence on me. You know, being able to go to the store and buy records that, from artists that were very virtually unknown in the seventies and you know late mid early seventies. Um, so that was my mentorship, Bob Dylan. You know, buying those records and listening and trying to internalize how to play and you know learning how to write songs by listening to my randy newman you know my heroes bruce springsteen oh wow uh, paul brady whoever you know there's lots right. of them mm-hmm. right. Right. So, i know that music that... was really hard to get get the right you know american music and you know, it was stuff li- like that over... It was very it hard. Was you hard. had to actually... Mm-hmm. You had to... What you had to do is you had to... You had, first of all, you had the money and it was expensive to buy a record. You know, it would be... It would be all of your week's pocket money, maybe more, to get a record. And then you'd decide on the record then you had to go to the shop and you had to order it. And it would... you had, It would come from America. Not all of mm-hmm. it. You know, you could, you could buy certain records you could buy in the shops but if there was something unusual uh, it was a bit rare you had to order mm. it and then you'd wait like a month and then you'd go in and then it would be there and then you would have it and it was a very precious very rare mm-hmm. precious object for you to I have I remember pour, yeah do you remember that you know you pour I over remember. the remember oh yeah, yeah. it and was and you just look at the was, pictures and you so it was excited. trippy it was really trippy. It's like you get to hear the music, and you know, not many of the radio sta- the stations over there were giving it airplay. But yeah. then the few that did give it airplay, you yeah. would get, oh, that's the song, and then you'd go down, and yes, of course, you'd order yeah. it. But yeah. um, I now we reverse that, and we come to the USA. And a lot of the British and English or European bands, um, mainly Prague um, music, it was really hard to get airplay over here in the USA. Um, in wow. fact, one band 
you know, was like sending, you know, their music out to all the different, and this was like in the last 10, 20 years. That's wow. like, you know, crazy. So like it reversed. That's what was happening here. They were playing all the American music, but they weren't playing the Genesis and the Phil Collins and the Alan Parsons and Marillion. Marillion had a hard time getting airplay over here. And, wow. um, you know, but finally it hit and we have lovely people that we've had on our show that do prog radio and stuff like that. So we That's are great. definitely supporters of the European movement. And, um, you know, a lot of people say some of their favorite places they've played have been Japan and this and that, and then the USA, but you know, you being here, um, we'd love to know if you have anything currently coming up, any gigs coming up, and uh, and then we'd love to hear about some of the places you have played that you have maybe some stories to tell our listeners about. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have something at Rockwood, which is a place I play in New York, uh-huh. uh, like an on, an online show, which I'm doing with uh, Ben Stivers, the piano player friend of oh, mine, nice. and that's... That's October the 18th, and that's my okay. next kind of online thing. And that's what I've been uh, been doing. I've been doing mainly the online thing. There's been a few outdoors things that I've played, but, you know, they're pretty few and far between. And uh, mm-hmm. it's basically been online where most of the music that I've been playing is, you know, Facebook Live and uh, a few things like that I've been doing. You know, so I'm doing October the 18th. There'll be uh, two shows. I do an early show at 1 o'clock and then a later show at 5 okay. o'clock. Um, so I'll advertise that on my page. But that's October the 18th. Mm-hmm. I mean, as for, like, places that I play, um, in, you know, I play basically 100, you know, within 100 miles of... Most of my shows are, are within an hour or two of, uh, you know, of New York. So right. that's where that's where I gig. And... Uh, I've been, you know, lucky you haven't enough played to... on the West Coast yet. I ha- I, I have need, played. You know, we need to get I you out of here on the West Coast soon. <laughs> right. I would love to when the uh, fires. Yeah. When uh, oh. you know, when when it's safe. Well, you know, let's pray, guys. We're yeah. gonna make it out yeah. of this, but you know, I know Spencer's huge into the online watching a lot of concerts. I personally haven't really watched a lot online, and that's not because I don't want to support anyone. It's because I, um, I've i caught a few on Instagram, but he says there's a lot online on Facebook, which I've kind yeah. of segued. I still have my company on Facebook, but kind of segued a little bit out of Facebook only because of just different things, but... Um, where can we find you as far as um, your social media? Where are you located? Are you on? You're on Facebook, and where else? I got the, um, may our yeah. listeners I find my, you? I got, I got my Facebook, which is James Maddock Music okay. uh, forward slash Facebook dot com, and then I have an Instagram, which is James M A Maddock, which I'm I'm fairly active on, but I'm not particularly brilliant at. Got at you on that, that one. And then I have yeah. uh, my website, which is jamesmaddock.net, which has got okay. information and you know my 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 online store and gigs that what what little what few gigs there are at the moment. But that's really it, really. I, that's, 
I do it mainly on Facebook and then uh, my website and my mailing list. You know, I have a mailing list, which I send out okay. periodically. I don't b- bug people too much with that, but I have a decent mailing list, which people can sign up for if they want, either on my Facebook page or on my net website. But there, that's really it. Yeah. Yeah, no, you know what would be really cool, James, would be after the show, um, when the show has finished airing, um, you send that link that I sent you out to your mailing list, and they right. can click on that and listen to the sure. interview live. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, I'll be doing all that. I'll that, that would be page. really cool, because yeah. then that I, way yeah. you could talk more about your new your newest That's release. A- that's a I great just, idea. Uh, I put it. I put uh, the show link, Holly, on uh, Vinyl Talk, mm-hmm. my my Vinyl Talk Facebook oh, cool. site, and uh, so people could uh, see our shows or hear about you know hear our shows. But um, oh, cool. Yeah, I mean that's what Holly does is very good, James. She has a big social media mindset. So uh, Holly really goes out there and uh, yeah. good, good coverage. That's a great, that's a great idea. I'll, I'll definitely do that. That's a really good idea. I never thought of that. Yeah, I think, I think it would be a great way to introduce people to your latest project. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and then they can listen to, you know, a little bit of what you're talking about as far as this mm-hmm. release and why you released it and where it was recorded and, who played yeah. on it and stuff yeah. like that in the different right. tracks. That's a great idea. Yeah. I'll definitely do that. Um, we wanted to know, both of us, because I know that Spencer also probably wants to know, um, when you, what, what made you decide to do the song No Time to Cry and name the CD um, or, the, or this release No Time to Cry? Is it yeah. based on... Uh, what's going on in the world right now? Or, well, that that was just kind of fortuitous, I suppose. You know, I needed a title, and that's one song. Mm-hmm. And I like I like the title, and uh, I like song. the song, and and it's kind yeah. of just mm-hmm. it just did seem to chime a little bit with the times. But the song mm-hmm. that's that's a very uh, that, that I've had that melody around for like twenty years in one way or another. Really, wow. Wow. But I ha- I had different words. Time. I had different words to it, and um, I never really, I never really liked. I just thought the words weren't right. So there was something about the lyrics which, and I recorded it once, and I think you know some of my fans will know the song uh, 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 under a different title because it had totally different words, and it, it it kind of appeared in one form or another on one of my, um, I don't know somewhere I can't find it now, but it was out there. And then I just thought it, I was selling it cheap. I, I don't think that the song's finished. And then I uh, hit on the idea of calling it, uh, writing it about Sophie Skoll, who is the, is a, I don't know if anybody's seen the movie, The Final Days. Uh, Sophie Skoll was a young woman who was uh, in Germany in the 40s, and she kind of tried to organize a, a, a fight back against the Nazis mm. in I think it was in Munich, I think. And then she was captured. She was only young, you know, like 21, 22 or something like this. And then she was captured and then uh, she was executed by the Nazis. And there's a film about it called uh, The Final Days. And I watched that film and it really stayed with me. It's a very, it's a very, 
uh, I, I, I kind of don't recommend people watch it because it's it's so heavy. hard to watch. You know, it's so, so hard to watch. Yeah. It's so heavy. Um, but anyway, it's reality. So we all have right. to deal yeah. with that. It happened, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then I just, I just kind of wrote this. I just thought I'm going to write the song about her. Give the song a bit oh, more gravitas. Nice. Wow. And then I looked online, and I was doing a bit of research on her, and her name is Sophie Magdalena Skull. So I thought that sings, you know, Sophie Magdalena. It actually fits the melody. So mm-hmm. I got lucky, and and I just right. kind of wrote the song right. about her, and you know, about oh, about the film, you know. That makes sense. Wow. Well, you know, reality is nothing matched it. to reality. You know what I mean? I mean, oh, reality. Sure. You know. We have yeah. you been writing um, any new content that is going to be coming out soon? I haven't. I've been writing, but I haven't mm-hmm. been. I've not got anything really ready to record or anything. I'm just kind of working on a few ideas, but I haven't got anything really ready to go having said that i am doing a live album a kind of a live album with my friend david Immergluck from the counting crows we mm. we play we play oh, a lot nice. together great group and we recorded um we did a gig last a couple of weeks ago and we're i'm kind of mixing that as a as a kind of live, somewhat of a live a live album really yeah. Well, there, was mm-hmm. no, there was no audience there but it's me and dave it's just the two of us he plays That's mandolin nice. And guitar, oh, that's nice. and uh, I'm kind of putting that together a little bit, and I might add something to that with the me. I might rec- uh, me and Ben are playing this gig on the 18th at Rockwood. I, I'm now thinking. I wonder if we can maybe add some of those songs to it as well. See what we've got mm. at the end of at the end of the day. So that's That'd definitely nice. something that on the horizon. That might be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's a really cool idea. I have been writing, and I've got I've got some pretty cool ideas, but I haven't finished anything. Right. right. You know, we've all got had to become creative during this time that we've needed to stay home, or we're spending more time at home. Yeah. Um. You know, for me, it's been gardening. I've OCD'd on my garden, and I know with Spencer, <laughs> it's been watching watching old movies. And uh, catching up on his uh, work and doing a lot of interviews, you know, uh, with, uh, you know, YouTube interviews on album covers and, you know, his design, you know, life. And uh, for you, you've been writing and hanging out with people. It's so nice that you have such a circle of very um, talented music, um, you know, people. That I know. I, I want to get together. Week, I just spent like three. I just spent a, a couple of days with Garland Jeffries, hanging oh, out God, with him. Nice. And nice. He's my friend. And uh, but the thing is, uh, well, the thing I miss most about about the, the current situation is that um, I loved used to go. I loved just going to watch my friends play. There's so many great musicians mm-hmm. in town, and I'd love to go and watch them do their gigs and hang out. And that's what I miss the most, actually. Yeah. About the, yeah. There's yeah. no gigs. Mm-hmm. You know? there's, no, there's no gigs to go and to go and you know to be normal at and to go and watch the people play and enjoy that, which is one of my great pleasures, as well as doing my own gigs. Obviously, I like to play for the pe- for the you know for the fans and my normal life routine is completely ground to a halt in terms of live performances. So, yeah. 
it's everybody's suffering. I think musicians are suffering more than most. You know, everything stopped for us. You know, it's pretty difficult for musicians at the moment. Yeah, I I, I, like after the show, I I see my friend, a very dear friend, Rory Blocks, a great blues guitarist, and. She's uh, has a show on virtual every Tuesday and Friday at seven thirty for an hour. Great guitarist, and I I never had the chance to see her, you know, because she oh she would never play in New York. She always played out. So now I get to see her every week, and she mentions me on the show or something. But it's not That's about great. that. It's about it's about and what she does is you know you you donate. You know this. You donate if you can to the show. Yeah. And yeah. um, but uh, the activity it's very interesting because. A lot of people will, are not able to see a lot of musicians, and now they have a chance to see a lot of these musicians. Uh, yeah. On Facebook, uh, which Holly was mentioning, and I agree, because unless you're Ronnie, you see these things. But uh, the thing about Facebook is interesting because these musicians just pop up. I mean, they're not a, a lot of them are not announced. Some are, but a lot yeah. of them just come on and they do a gig and then they go off. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. like someone's got a live That's show going, right? Yeah. yeah, that's what's happening on Instagram, too. All of a sudden, I'm sitting there, yeah, and all of a sudden, right. Aerosmith decides to do something. <laughs> and you right. see, and I know Cheryl, Cheryl Crow just recently did a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and, she's great. Yeah, um, yeah that's true. Yeah. You know, I know Cheryl. So it was really interesting to be able to see that, you know, the way that everybody decided to just, you know, do it from their home. And they're all doing it on uh Zoom because you get different screens right. for everything, and then right. somehow right. you put it together. But you know <laughs> what I wanted to say to you, James, was um, I know in Europe it started where they were doing uh, music, they were doing outdoor concerts at drive in theaters where people could drive in and then either tune into a radio station to hear the people on the stage or the speaker. And now here on the West Coast, that's what they're doing. Oh, no. Um, I just got notification that they're going to be doing quite a few. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, everybody's having to become creative, like even in the food industry. It's like called alfresco dining now. Everybody's dining out, outdoors. So yeah. those heater those heater companies are going to be getting it big this, uh, <laughs> this uh, fall. You know, they're going to be outdoor heaters. They're going to yeah. be making some uh, nice bucks, it's, but um, it's, a, it, it's an yeah. ill wind that flows no good. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't but, know what's you know, going to happen in, in New York because the weather is going to start to change soon, and the outdoor thing is not going to be the very nice. And the rain's going to start. What are we going to do yeah. when it rains, right? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> No, We're it's stuck. crazy what they're doing here is they're putting up uh, tents. Are they're they? putting tents up and yeah. uh, putting wow. tables inside the tents in the parks. And yeah. um, because I don't know if you know Sonoma, we have like a little square. So everybody's um, having dinner in the park. Yeah. So yeah. it's I do, pretty I crazy. I played Sonoma once in that in that nice theater that's there in the, the square. The Sebastiani? Yeah, the, the, not look, the, the, yeah. Old, old, the really lovely old theatre. Oh, it's so wow. beautiful inside. Yeah, that's just like one of my favorite. My friend Roger yeah. runs that place. Yeah, we um, 
that's where I was going to take Richie Ramone and have play have him play that time spent at the oh, yeah. Sebastiani. But they oh, didn't. Wow. But they did. But he wanted a mosh pit, and there was no way we could do a mosh pit oh, uh, in yeah. um, right, 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 Sebastiani. Right. It would tear the whole place up. <laughs> mosh pit. Um, oh gosh. Hey, you know, I'm looking at the time we have left, and I am um, at 11 minutes, and your last song is seven minutes long. So what I wanted to do was see if we could um, segue into the end of the show, if that's possible. Yeah. With you guys. Um, Spence, did you have anything to say really quick? Because we have like only like three minutes left. I think, I think like we covered all bases. Left. I just want to wish James the best. Hopefully, I see him soon. And uh, oh. and a great. Uh, but I got to tell you something. I saw him at the Highline uh, years ago. Mm-hmm. When when you know he talked about grabbing somebody. Willie's that way. He got me to. He, Willie's always introduced me to people and. And he grabbed James mm-hmm. and said, James Maddock. And I said, who is James Maddock? Oh, that's and awesome. saw James Matt, right, James? And so I saw <laughs> you, and I said, oh, my God. this means." And then I, I met you at the bar, and for some stupid reason, I had the wrong email. I don't know, for all these times, I said. And one day, it just <laughs> knocked me on the head. I said, i got to get him on. This is it. I'm, I'm going to die soon. I better get him on. Oh, that's great. I leave I'm so and I'm so happy that. you're on here. And Holly Thank and I you. love you. Both of us love you, and uh, well, yeah. thank so you very yeah. thank, thank you so much for having me on. It's been a great pleasure, and uh, thank you for pursuing it, Spencer. I know it was a bit hard to come by, but I, I, I don't know why. That, I think I'm glad you made you, you made the effort. I really appreciate it's a, it. It's a you know you're you're very and Holly and I uh, are on this. We you're exceptional musician. You're very gifted, and oh, uh, you deserve the very best. And uh, I'm looking for we're thank looking you. for your next album. Come on, you know right now. <laughs> Next album, come on. And I, I wanted I wanted to make sure everyone out there had James correct spelling of his last name. It's M A D D O C K. So, um and then James. So when you go to Facebook or you go on YouTube, put that in. And also yeah. on Spotify Instagram and right now. It's all on Spotify yep. and iTunes. And too, it's on so I, everywhere. Yeah, I'm easy to find. And what I want to say really quick before we end the show is it's Friday. Please do not drink and drive. Um, and uh, um, lots of prayers to all the people out there right now on the yes. West Coast and on the on, and you know um, up in Oregon that are fighting these fires. And um, my Definitely. prayers are going out to everyone out there. And um, and then also want to say prayers for everyone fighting this global um nightmare um mm-hmm. that we're experiencing in this lifetime um yeah. and with that i want to play the song the a train a train takes you home on your <laughs> time to cry make sure you check this out we have enough Thanks, time guys. so yeah love you and um Spencer, have a good Take weekend. Care. And James, you too, honey. I you too. hope that you have a and relaxing James. weekend yep. too. I'm sorry to rush through this, but for some reason the um, studio is not allowing me to change the time of the show. Otherwise, I would um, extend it because there's so much yep. more that we need to cover. Yeah. And okay. um, oh, we would love to invite you back, okay? Yeah, definitely. All right, thank we you. We want guys. to have you back, James. Take care, James. All right. Take care, Hal. With that, you, we're going to play the A Train Takes You Home off James Maddock's newest release, No Time to Cry. 
sure you guys go happy Friday. Go into the fall. Be safe, everyone. You all come back again. Yeah, <laughs> y'all come back in a year. <laughs> yeah.
Thank you. 